Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons, I'll send you more self-care practices, more inspiration, and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. And remember, keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place. Hi, everyone. It's Gracie with Self Care with Gracie. Welcome back. I hope you all had a nice Thanksgiving break or maybe a not so nice Thanksgiving break, whatever it needed to be for you. Um, But I hope that you were able to take care of yourself within it. I just got back. I spent a week in Asheville, and it was it was an amazing experience. And I, I might go into that in some future podcasts, um, just of how how my growing evolution with my family works out. So uh, stay stay tuned for that. But today I have a really special guest. I'm so excited to have Jill Carey here with us today to speak with us about human design. So I'm going to introduce you, Jill. But first, I just wanted to say hi, so we can hear your voice. Hi, Gracie. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us. I, my pleasure. I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give a little background just about my experience with human design and then um, and, and my experience with Jill um, around human design. Then I'm going to turn it over to Jill so she can share a lot of her brilliance with us. So I got into human design um, about a year ago. A friend of mine from my integral facilitation program was like, I need to know what you are. I took the, I put my birthday in this website and it told me I was something called a generator. And I was like, that's interesting. You know, like read a little bit about it. And, um, and then, you know, a few months later, I um, saw something on the Power Ladies website, Power Ladies Facebook forum. Um, my friend Michelle, who's been a podcast member before, she was advertising her friend Jill was doing a workshop on human design. And I was like, oh, I've heard of that before. That's kind of interesting. So I showed up and I went to Jill's workshop that she gave. And Jill started to break down, okay, this is what like a generator really means. It means that you don't have to act at all. You're only reacting to things. You don't initiate. And um, all this stuff that like started to make a lot of sense. I was like, you know, whenever I do try to initiate something, it doesn't go that well. And whenever I just react to what people ask me for, I, like, I can create a lot of things from that. And so I got really intrigued. I wanted to know more. I signed up for a, a session with Jill. And Jill, I think we talked for like two hours or maybe even three hours. And Jill just broke <laughs> it down. My, yeah, it was, it was long. We, we drank a cup of coffee and sat there for a while. And the whole, she broke down my whole entire chart. It's, um, I'm going to let Jill explain it more, but it's basically like a whole mapping of your system and how you're like your physical body and like the way that you are meant to respond to that is really um, and set up. And so it, it, it's helped me so much to understand what I'm good at and what I really should not be doing. And it's, it's helped me in my personal life. It's helped me in my business. And I've met so many other people who've um, worked with Jill and figured out about human design in other ways. And it's, it just seems like the, the secret to me to like understanding like how it is we're supposed to be in the world. So I, I, I have a lot of questions for Jill and I know Jill has a lot of um, great knowledge to share. So Thank you for being here with us, and um, 
Oh, and just, just to give a little bit more background on you too, that Jill has been, um, has a, a scientific background. She does a lot of work with like small businesses and, um, and also with science and with women. And human design is like this next level of her pulling it all together. So I'll let you talk a little bit more about that as well. So thank you for being here. And I would love to start with the question of like, what is human design and how did you start to find out about it? And like, what, what like made you realize that this was such an important thing for you to focus on in your life? Okay, that is a loaded question. Yeah, um, <laughs> talk on that for a while. <laughs> so I have always spent my life kind of on the fringe of the next thing. Um, I, when I, I did a science degree, as, as Gracie said, and, and I launched a web development firm um, back in the 90s. <laughs> so I was on that wave. And um, I continue to work with scientists and engineers, and I'm always on the next, next new thing and the, the cutting edge in doing a probiotics company and a quantum physics company, and this was just kind of the natural evolution of that knowledge of being just on what's the next new thing and the understanding that we are electromagnetic beings and we are dancing with the universe. And it's not, you know, just us, right? We're all dancing together. And that's what kind of led me into this understanding of human design. And, <laughs> and to give an example of how I know it's true, um, I, I'm the type that is a projector, which is different than a generator, and a projector actually needs to be invited into doing something. So um, I spent the first half of my life not understanding this and, and trying to push and get things done um, on my own accord and was met with nothing but rejection again and again and again until I understood about this invitation thing. And um, I was actually invited to attend Georgetown University and was accepted without submitting an application. Um, <laughs> and if that's not proof enough that uh, the invitation thing works, I, I don't know what it is. So I always like to approach it from that kind of scientific um, way of looking at things. Does that answer your question at all, Gracie? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a great start. Um, just because this is it's, it's you use your birthday to be able to figure this out. Like when you go to a website and put it in there, mm -hmm. and I, I think what's always interesting is like with astrology and stuff. It's something I really believe in, but it's it's hard when it doesn't feel practical, when it feels kind of out there. And I feel like when we can use anything, like I love the tarot and I love astrology and human design, but my thing is always wanting to explain it to people to be like, no, don't just discount this because it feels like not based in like rational science. And like, yeah. I, that's why I think you're such a perfect person to like bring this forward. Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so human design is a combination of a whole bunch of old uh, uh, ancient techniques that were combined all together. So Eastern and Western astrology, um, the, the I Ching, um, and so including all the hexagrams and things like that from that, which is really, really cool, fascinating stuff. Um, the tree of life from the Kabbalah, the chakra system, you know, and quantum physics all wrapped into one. It's, it's really quite elegant. Just to prepare everyone for the, the, the snapshot you'll get of yourself when you, um, when you go on and put your information in there, it's, it's like, it, it is beautiful. It's like it's a whole mapping of like the body, like the like your your different chakra systems, all these different numbers on the side. Like I still feel like I don't understand what most of it means, even after three <laughs> hours of you painstakingly going through my chart with me. Um, I know. Oh my gosh, it's it's 
you know, 10,000 hours of study, I think, to really understand everything and all the ins and outs of all the people on this planet. Um, we are quite complicated, as you know, and all, you know, our own beautiful little snowflakes. Can you give us a breakdown of, of what the, the types are? Because I think that's a good way to start to approach it, of like understanding the, like the different ways to classify yourself. Okay, sure. Um, so the majority of people um, on this planet are generators. And generators are here to um, dance with the universe and respond to things. So they're not able to initiate something with their mind. They have to first, you know, they have a thought, whatever that thought may be, and then wait for something to show up in their outer reality for them to respond to. So that could be um, you have a thought, okay, I want to go on vacation. Now you wait after you had that thought, and then you're driving, you know, home from work, and you see a big billboard that says, you know, Jamaica or whatever, and you see the palm trees, and you can respond to that and then and, and book a trip to Jamaica, and it would be a great way to enter into that trip correctly. Um, if you just booked it, <laughs> um, it's probably not going to end up being the best vacation of your life. So, that, so there's an example of how a generator is meant to operate. Um, the next type is the projector. The projector is has to wait even more. A human being has to come up to a a projector and say, I invite you to do this thing. Or I, recon- I recognize your skills and talents that are the truth of who you are and, <laughs> and ask your advice, that kind of thing. Um, projectors are here to guide and manage and direct others, whereas generators are here to work. Um, next type is manifestors. The manifestors are in the unique position of being the only type that is actually here to initiate. Um, they're very rare. I've heard estimates from, you know, 8 to 10% of the population. And they are the wonderful and very, you know, <laughs> you might think it might be easier for them because they get to initiate. Uh, I think in some ways it can be harder because, well, you know, they, they have this idea in their head and then they kind of have to try it. <laughs> so a little bit of spaghetti throwing with the, with the manifester. Um, and the last uh, major grouping is the reflector and what they're here to do is reflect the health of their community that they're in. Um, I think the easiest way to explain the reflector is to give an example. Uh, Michael Jackson was a reflector, and he was here to reflect the health of the entertainment industry that he was in. So you can get an idea <laughs> of maybe the health of that community um, by looking at him, and that's, and that's the way um, reflectors operate. And they have to wait um, the longest in order to make a decision in their life, they have to wait the, out the entire cycle of the moon. Um, it's a rather complicated um, process, so if you're a reflector, definitely. <laughs> I would love to talk to you. <laughs> I actually, I wanted to tell you, I have a client who is a reflector. Really? Oh my gosh, yes. I want to talk to them. <laughs> okay, I, to, I told her that too. I was like, I think Jill's going to want to talk to you because there's it's fewer than one percent of the population, right? That's yeah. the reflector. They're very rare and have such a potential to be greatly disappointed in life because their strategy is so so unusual. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I I I feel that too. I know I think about four manifestors in my life. And mm-hmm. and I feel like they are such unique people as well that I I, oh, like, yeah. I see that they just don't have to like I think the world is set up for generators in a lot of ways right. Well, we are all trained to think we're manifestors, right? We're all told, you know, Nike says just do it. That is completely wrong. <laughs> for you know ninety 
plus percent of the population. So, um, yeah, so I, I think in that way, the manifestors, you know, have it good, but everyone, um, <laughs> so, but they're not here to work. So maybe in that way, the world isn't set up for them. Speak more about that because the projectors and the manifestors, they're not really here to work, but the projectors generators, are, we really are. Yeah, so projectors, reflectors, and manifestors are all non-working types. Um, what we're here to do is either get the ball rolling if you're a manifestor, right, or guide and manage and direct the, the work that's being done if you're a projector, or reflect the health of everything that's going on if you're a reflector. And none of those are equivalent to a nine-to-five job. And if you put any of these types into a nine-to-five job, um, they will burn out. They will fry their circuitry. They're not intended to work that way. Whereas generators wake up in the morning every day with a full tank of gas, and they can go to work and, and do what they need to do in order to make money. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be in jobs they love. Of course they should. That's actually what brings the most satisfaction to a generator in their lives is when they find the work that really makes um, what's called their sackle center. That's the defining center of a generator. It makes their sackle sing, and they, there's nothing better in life for a generator than that. But the other three types are not actually designed to work the way that our society is set up um, right now. <laughs> Hopefully, in the future, we can move to something that makes more sense for everyone. Can you speak a little bit more about like what what the sacral center means or what the centers are? Because I think those that's a really interesting way to begin to break it down as well. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so there are nine centers in the body. The sacral, as I said, is the defining center of the generator. So if you have that one colored in, you're automatically a generator or manifesting generator, which is like a subtype. Um, not can complicate things with that right now. Um, and having that colored in is workforce and life force energy. Um, when you do not have that colored in, it makes you a not one of those other three types, like I said. Um, and those people, uh, those three types, all struggle with knowing when enough is enough. So what happens with centers is when the center is defined, you have consistent access within yourself to that energy. When the center is undefined, uh, you can take in that energy from those around you and amplify it within yourself. So in the, in the case of the sacral center, you will amplify this workforce and life force energy for short periods of time, meaning all non-sacral types, non-energy, right, all of these non-sacral types are able to get more done than anybody else, taking in that working energy and just flying for, you know, a short period of time, and then they're done. So I can, what we talk about in human design is the not-self. And what can happen with a projector or a reflector or a manifester who's taking in all this workforce and life force energy from all the generators around them is they can think that they're a generator or a super generator, right? And they, and they don't know when enough is enough. So that's the struggle of the sacral center is figuring out when is enough and is enough and when is the time to take a break so that you don't actually fry your circuitry completely um, and end up on the couch <laughs> for months. <laughs> So that's yeah. the example of the, the shackle center. Well, just to give an example for me, because I'm, I'm such a generator, and mm-hmm. 
I really do wake up every single morning with like a ton of energy. And I, I even to the point where like, I, I can't sleep during the day. Like I have to like, <laughs> like I'm a generator that I have to completely tire myself out before I can go to sleep. And if I don't, that, I, I don't sleep that well. That is all generators. All generators need to use up their, their tank of gas and then they go to sleep tired. That's another issue that, you know, the world is set up for generators in that way, right? <laughs> That's what we all think we're supposed to do. Non-cycle types should actually go to bed before they're tired um, so that they will actually get a restful night's sleep, whereas generators need to be kind of exhausted, and then they go to sleep. Mm. I have a friend who's a manifester, and we were working together on a project. He's actually the one who told me about human design. And we're just about to, like, do this project. He's like, I need to go take a nap. And I was like, wait. He's like, no, I'm just going to, like, 10 minutes. I'll be back. (laughs) I so could not understand this. He's like, it's my manifestor thing. I I need to do this right now. And he did. He was gone for 10 minutes, and he came back, and he was like, that's what I need in order to, like, do this project well. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I understand that completely. Um, and well also because I think people I I get this a lot from people of like how do you have energy to do everything that you do and I I just really do think I maybe I'm given just from my typing like I just have a lot of energy to do things and and I I feel like I have I need to like find an avenue to use all that energy so to have you know my own business and podcast and do a lot of service work and things like that like it it just feels like it's actually the most necessary thing I need to stay balanced and if I didn't have so much stuff to do it like the energy would be too much does that make sense it does and to be fair you have so beyond the centers there's also gates and channels and other pieces to the human design chart but coming off of your sacral center you have um the the gate of power well you actually have the whole channel but you have the gate of power and that gate is intended to multitask. So meaning you are here to do a lot of projects at once, whereas most people are not actually designed to multitask. So I, that might be part of why you feel like you need to have a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Well, check, check, check. I definitely have that going. <laughs> but it's, it's, I, just, I, I think it, I want everyone who's listening right now, like I know that you're, you're probably like, what are they talking about in some ways? Because you really have to go on and start to look at some of the pictures to get this. And I, I wouldn't be throwing this at you all if, if it wasn't really important and I didn't think you would get a ton out of it. So what I, I, I just want to keep grounding this in actual examples too, that like it's not just a theoretical thing. Because like me understanding that about myself and multitask, it helps me to feel so much better that I'm not like, oh, I'm, I shouldn't do so much at once. I should, you know, it's like, no, this, this is actually my, my good speed is to be doing a lot. And it gives me a lot of self-acceptance in that way. Yeah, I think that is the biggest gift of human design is it shows you how you are personally designed. So regardless of what society tells you you should be doing, right, you have within yourself your own unique truth of who you are. And this is just a beautiful chart that puts it in front of you, you know, in full color, and you can see exactly what your energetic makeup is and how to use that effectively in society. So I can give a quick example of that. Maybe that might help um, make it a little more concrete for people. Is that Okay. So, for example, for me, I have a channel that's called the freak genius, which doesn't sound very good, right? <laughs> but the difference between a freak and a genius is timing. And so understanding that for myself has been so helpful. 
<laughs> because what, what's happened to me for large portions of my life is if I initiate with that energy and try to share my, what I think are brilliant ideas with other people, um, and they didn't ask for them, because that's the way that energy works, they didn't ask for them, uh, they look at me like I have six heads, which can be kind of like distressing, right? <laughs> And I've learned through human design that it's instead of going around sharing what I think are my brilliant ideas, and I sit back and I wait. And I wait for someone to ask me, to recognize me and invite me in to sharing that idea with them. They go, oh, my God, Jill, that is the best idea. But, and I could have said the same words. <laughs> and they will, they will look at me like I'm a genius. And that is just one channel in the whole you know, human design chart. But understanding how to work with your energy correctly in society makes all the difference. And it's like, it's like you, had, you were trying to operate a machine that you didn't know how to work it. And then all of a sudden you're given all the keys and you start turning them. And you're like, oh my gosh, my life is just flowing. I'm not being hit with rejection or being hit with things that make me frustrated. I now understand how to work with that frustration and move forward again. So it's, Human design is the most beautiful decision-making tool, operating amongst other people, and being able to accept everyone else for exactly who they are, too, and support them in being the fullest expression of themselves. It is, it's, well, it's been life-changing for me, and I, I would love to share it with anyone um, who's interested, in, and I would like to help as many people as possible change their lives as well. That's awesome. So beautiful. And um, we, Jill is part of the Power Ladies planning meeting that we were having. And so we were going around the table. We were all talking about, like, okay, what is it that we, that we really need? How do we, like, express who we are? How do we help this community? And Jill was just kind of quiet. And I was like, what's, what's going on with you? And she's like, well, I just think if everyone just knew their type, it would just, everything would be so much easier. Oh, <laughs> she's like, we, yeah. all, we all really would get along. Yep. Yeah, because it sometimes can be hard to recognize, you know, in other people that they don't operate the way that we do. And if you could know that about them and just accept that and then support them in being the fullest expression of who they are, wow. <laughs> Which I think is eventually where we're going, but, you know, it's taking us a while to get there. Well, it, I think it takes a little, a, a little bit of, like, inner knowing and we live in a, a society or we live in a world where we want to, everyone kind of wants to be like everyone else. Conformity is a really big part of uh, like what we think we need to be doing. And, and like what I hear that you're asking is to actually go against conformity and to like honor who you are and take the time to set your life up in a way that honors who you are, which I think is right. a huge yeah, part of self-care. We are all here to fulfill our own unique soul purpose, right? Which has nothing to do with society. Well, I mean, you might want to do something to support society with your sole purpose. That's, you know, that's on you, but that's what we're talking about. But in general, we're here to have our own experience. We're not here to be, quote, unquote, normal. That's not fulfilling to anyone. Well, you, so we're talking about relationships before, and I know that you are um, recently married and in a relationship mm-hmm. with someone who's very supportive of the human design work that you do and helps you a lot with it. Can you mm-hmm. talk more about um, what it is to, like, use human design with interacting with other people? So interacting with other people is it's all going to depend on your own unique type and strategy, right, and also the energies that you have within your chart um, and whether or not they're projected energies within the chart. So 
just like a projector, there's projected energies which you need to wait on. So that's one, um, one example, right? Like I gave with the Freak Genius channel, that one is a projected energy that must be waited on. Um, in terms of relationship, right, when, when you understand uh, who you are and what happens with your energy out in the world, um, that's when you're able to communicate more effectively with other people or understand why someone else might be criticizing you, right? So I can give a, a different example if you want a different, a different energy. Is that kind of what you're thinking, Gracie, or...? Yeah, yeah. Well, can you give an example from your relationship? Like, how have you all used human design as a as um, understanding okay. your human design as a way to like strengthen your relationship? Okay. Well, okay. So for me, as a projector, I'm here to guide men and direct. Therefore, um, and my my husband, he's a manifesting generator, which and he has a lot of energy. So one example is um, in terms of balancing work. He understands that I have a finite uh, capacity energy to work, and if I if I overextend that, that I will fry my circuitry. <laughs> and so he's very supportive of that and allowing me to rest when I need to. So I'll give an example from our our wedding. Like <laughs> said, we were recently married, and it, uh, it was way too much work for my little projector body to handle as well as <laughs> all day long and, and lots of events and family interactions. And so the day after the wedding, um, my husband went to meet our families and, and with the next day, and, and he was like, yeah, no, Jill's not coming. She's going to sleep. <laughs> and he was completely supportive of that, not only um, himself, but in terms of communicating that to our entire extended families, um, which I think is really awesome. And if we didn't understand human design, I probably would have been there and completely burnt out for, you know, six months afterwards after overextending myself way too much. So there's just, just one example of how he supports me in my, my projectoriness. I love it. It's, uh, it's it just like I, I hear it from the human design angle, and I also hear it from this other angle that it's like if we just all took the time to really look at how, like you're saying, how people are not like us, Mm-hmm. And and to see like how that could actually make us stronger, it, like I, I think that's what diversity is all about. And diversity is like one of those buzzwords that are out there that like we all we all want it, or we all know we should have more of it, or we're scared of it, or whatever. But it's like to take the time to really think about like how diversity works, and that like it could actually strengthen us. Um, that feels powerful to me. And human design feels like a very kind of neutral way to do that. But it's not about, you know, what country you're from or what religion you are, or what race you are. It's, it's really about like, what is your makeup? And like, what is my mm-hmm. makeup? And how do we best and how can we complement each other in that way? Yep, exactly. And like, <clears throat> my mentor always says, you know, we're each our own unique puzzle piece of the tapestry that is humanity. And I think that's the perfect way to represent that. And the chart as well. The chart is every potential energy that could exist in all of humanity. And then what is the unique, one, unique blueprint that you have, that you are here to bring to humanity, and to, how do you play with all the other energies? So um, from that sense, I think it's really beautiful. Uh, well, I'm, t- I'm trying to remember what my unique blueprint is here, because there's, there's one that like, the, your major cross is like what you're here to yeah. do. Yeah, my, you're from I, Eden. I'm about like the truth, right? It's about finding out the truth. 
the class of Eden, a, a lot of times, is here to protect the innocent and, you know, restore Eden, that kind of idea. It's a beautiful cross. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, like, really resonating with me just because I, I just, I feel like since this, this election results in particular, I'm just feeling like what I really want to do is help protect vulner, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that can be, like, I, I, I'm on the board of the homeless, um, this great homeless place in D.C., and I, I'm like, why am I so passionate about this? I'm like, because they're so vulnerable. Like, the people who go there, like, they need someone to protect them, and that feels like such a powerful thing to go help people who are vulnerable. And also that mm-hmm. vulnerability, like, in myself, that, like, what's there and what's, you know, what needs to be protected. So thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm, I'm curious about how the whole the whole works together. Like you you were saying your teacher was talking about the, like the map of humanity. Is there mm-hmm. like a larger vision of human design that we all like have one piece of the puzzle and then it all fits together in some way? So the, there's kind of multiple layers to human design. And the first one is understanding the truth of who you are, right? And then the next one is understanding, okay, how do you fit into the puzzle of humanity? And then the next layer beyond that is looking at what human design calls the wheel, which is very equivalent to uh, the astrological uh, affirmance, right? Um, and, what, and what you're looking at is the energy throughout the year as you move throughout the year and the cycles that we go through each year um, together in terms of and it's probably easiest to think about it in terms of like a harvest, right? We're going to plant the seeds and then you know, we're, we're tending everything, right, and then we're going to allow it to grow, and then we have a harvest, right? So there's a, a bunch of energies as we go throughout the year that support that cycle. And it's, it's really cool. That's kind of like the next level, next layer, right? How is it that you fit into that puzzle of the year, and you can pass whatever the work that you're here to do, you kind of pass to someone else who's the next in the wheel, does that make sense? So it's like layer upon layer upon layer. So there's yourself. There's how you interact with the people around you. Then the, the, the next one is what is the, the cycles that you're going through in, in your own individual life. And then there's a look at like the work that you did here on this planet is probably not done. We're always continuing to evolve together, right? So the work that you're here to do is that meant to be passed to someone else further along the wheel. Does that make sense? Am I making any yeah. sense? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging with you. Okay, so I'll give the example of human design. Um, the guy who originally put all these pieces together was here to shock us all into understanding this new system. My mentor is Cross of Contagion. She's here to spread the message, right? Just get, get the, set the world on fire with this message, right? And then it has to me, I'm a little further in the wheel. I'm cross of explanation. So I'm here to explain it to the people at a much more detailed level. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you each needed, like, I, I really believe this about um, just levels of starting things. I think the first people who started have to be pretty radical. Like, I yeah. think about, like, second wave feminism. It had to be, like, a more radical way of looking at things. And then I think, you know, third wave feminism is more about, like, well, how do we actually integrate this into, like, you know, the systems that, that we're working with and how do we make mm-hmm. this doable? So, I, yeah, it's like, it feels like a, like a wave cycle or something. 
when you think yeah. about it. And so part of the process of evolution, right, and this is also supported within the chart. So we have three types of energy. We have individual types of energy within your chart. You have tribal, and then you have collective. And that's how everything comes into being. We have someone who is a unique individual, themselves as themselves, who does something cool, whatever that might be. And then the tribe, kind of the people around them, kind of judge that thing and figure out, is this a useful thing or not, right? And they might adapt it into the tribe, whatever they consider to be their tribe, right? And then from there, it can then be adaptive or not, right, to go into the collective, into all of our collective consciousness. So that, that energetic is also playing out within the church. Okay. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, I, I must want another reading because I want to. Because how I really think about the self care work working is that like individually we need to have people doing self care work and really what I mean by self care is is like even this human design work of like who am I, what's mm-hmm. true for me, and how do I set my lifestyle up in a way that like I can really honor the truth so I have energy and I don't burn out. Mm-hmm. And then from there, finding communities and places where this is valued. And so that's like, you know, becoming change agents in our families and our workplaces and our communities to like bring enough people together who care about this, that we're able to like find supportive communities around how to care for ourselves and honor ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and like what I really hope it shows is like the collective is that enough of these kind of movements can come together that we are like, oh, we actually live in a culture that or a world that cares about each other. We care about ourselves so we can care about each other. So I, I really feel how those energies can feed into one another. And it has to start with an individual, but it really can lead to like changing the whole. Absolutely. And permeate collective consciousness, which I think is happening. It is happening. We have it bubbling up in lots of, of different tribes, right? And hopefully soon we can start bridging those, those gaps and realizing that this is actually the majority of of humanity that it's feeling this way. Can, can you speak more about what's actually happening right now in terms of, um, we were talking a little bit before we, we hit record about just the election cycle and like what evolution is. Um, is this human design have a perspective on kind of what's happening as a as whole right now? So evolution is never done right? We're always continuing to evolve. And evolution is you have a mutation of some kind. And if we evolved tomorrow and we decided, you know, someone evolved and they had uh, a mutation of, of 10 fingers on one hand, right? We wouldn't necessarily want that to just spread to the collective because we don't know if that's adaptive or not. And that's the same with anything. So, Collective consciousness has moved significantly over the last, um, we'll, go, we'll, we'll talk, if we're talking from a political standpoint, which I'm assuming what you mean, Gracie, um, the past eight years, we've moved collective consciousness forward significantly. And what, what can happen in evolution with that is when you move forward, you kind of need to take a step back and say, was this the direction that we want to be going? Does this make sense? Is this adaptive for all of us? And I, and for me, I feel like that's what's happening now is we move forward and a portion of society probably has the gate 60 that says, whoa, let's back up, um, <laughs> is saying let's hang on to what we had before. Um, and that's okay. That's a natural part 
of evolution. It's, it's never just forward, 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 right? Otherwise, we end up with ten fingers, and that's not necessarily going to help us. Um, I mean, on one hand. Okay. Uh, and then, and, and so, and the second thing that helps me to kind of not go crazy with what's going on right now um, is an understanding that the highest expression of democracy would be at everyone having an equal voice in what goes on. And that is the highest expression of democracy in the chart. We are moving towards having this beautiful, exalted expression of democracy. We, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But um, that is the highest expression of democracy that exists in the chart. Um, and having that awareness for me it keeps me grounded and centered from, from kind of being pulled off my axis of exactly what's going on uh, right now because I understand that we need to move forward and then we need to take a step back and make sure that was the direction we wanted to go before we can move forward again. Um, and I think this is going to be a beautiful catalyst into creating a democracy that better meets um, the, the wishes of, of everyone. So I, I actually think that ultimately we're headed we're continuing to head in the right direction, um, even though it may not feel like it right now. It might feel like a giant step back. Which it is, it is. And that giant step back will remind us that we actually want to go the way that we were going. <laughs> yeah, and help us reorient in a much stronger, more... Yep. More and the collective like, comes together and a unifying voice which is the highest expression of democracy, right? Like all the people coming together and saying, hey, no, this is what we want. So what I heard in what you just said is that, it, um, that there is like a collective uh, kind of checks and balances that goes on around evolution. And so we, we want to make sure as we move forward, there's, there's like maybe a healthy amount of fear that we pull so back just to make sure we're really making sure we're going in the right direction. So, yeah, almost, almost every uh, channel in the chart uh, has an expansive phase and then a retraction. So I'll give you a different example, something non-political. <laughs> so there's three different channels where you're getting inspiration from the divine, right? So you're bringing in huge divine inspiration. So in one of them, um, you actually get a huge visual download that is not logical in any way shape or form and you go okay great now what and then from there in that same channel there's the second half is okay but how do we actually do that and it takes that huge inspiration and it pulls it back and says okay that's great you know huge expansive awareness thank you for that what can I actually do with it right so even in within the individual channels on all levels with the tribal the collective and the individual there's an expansion and then okay what what can we do with that you know, or like how can we implement that? What's the practical part of that? So a contraction. Yeah. So it is part of all levels of evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that just in my personal evolution is that I, I like, I look back at my life and I was like, I was really on an amazing trajectory. And then all of a sudden I just got sidetracked for a couple of years. And I feel like mm -hmm. I like looking back, it's like, I made some not great like decisions and I feel like I got, you know, just stuck. 
And then, but what I think I did was I was building energy. So when I did kind of get back on track, I like went really far and then I got a little sidetracked again. And it's something I see working with my clients too, is that this is, it's, it's almost like we need to like the, the wave that leads to pull back a little bit. We need to get the mm-hmm. energy and that we can feel really uncomfortable where we're that like stuck part, but then when it goes, it like really goes. So for you personally, that might be part of your generator uh, stair-step learning curve. Got it. That might be what you're experiencing. So for a generator, a pure generator, they, they have a surge in mastery of something and then a plateau, and then a surge in mastery, and then a plateau. And that plateau can be very frustrating. And what you're doing on that plateau is you're waiting for the next thing in your environment to show up for you to respond to in order to initiate that next surge in mastery. Does that make sense? Yeah, it feels so true in my experience. And I hate the plateaus so much because I love the surge. The surge is so fun. I know. All generators say that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's not that way for you, though. Right. Yep. Or a manifesting generator. A manifesting generator surges ahead and they look like they're 10 steps ahead of the generator and then they miss a whole bunch of things and then they have to go back and fill in the pieces. So every every type is, is different on, on their – there's also a profile, too, which is your, like, learning strategy, but that's kind of the learning learning curve, so to speak. If, if you're listening, you're probably like, there's so much to this. And I just want to say that, yes, there's so much to this. You said 10,000 hours of study? Yes. I, I had to do – I have done – about 10,000 hours of study. You don't have to do 10,000 hours of study to understand yourself, <laughs> luckily for you. But, um, yeah, it is a very complicated little chart, but, which makes sense, right? Each of us is so beautifully unique. It, it wouldn't be fulfilling or satisfying to me to have a chart that was supposed to re- represent all of humanity if it wasn't complicated, you know? True. That's true. And, but what I also love about human design is that like, even just knowing your type, which is pretty mm-hmm. simple to know, that can change everything. Just knowing Absolutely. that, like for me, knowing I'm not here to initiate has given me so much relief of like, oh, no, I, I just not, my thing is to respond to everything in my inbox, respond to like mm-hmm. all the messages that are kind of coming to me. And that's more than a day's work right there. And I don't have to like think about the, like how I'm going to create my five-year plan because that's just not how I work. And that, so that, like that simple little thing has helped me so much. So I love that there's also some really simple ways to enter using human design in your life. Absolutely. That's the only thing, really, really, the only thing you ever need to know, really, unless you're truly curious about your own self, right, is what is your type, what is your strategy, how do you make a decision? That's it. You follow that, and the world is going to flow beautifully for you. Now, understanding the subtleties of your energy can help you avoid, you know, pain and frustration. Now, that's good, too. But if you just follow your strategy, you know, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of, of the rest of the world just trying to pretend to be a manifester. How would somebody um, find out more? Like, let's say someone's listening out there right now and like, okay, like, let me hear a little bit more about my human design. What are, what are the next steps? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually have decided to give all of your listeners a beautiful free gift, something that I don't normally do. So here you go. Um, And what I decided to do is for everyone who wants uh, to learn more about themselves, what I'll do is um, create your unique human design chart and send it to you, run run the chart. And then the second part is I'm going to actually record a short video about your chart. 
specifically. So I will tell you what is your strategy so you can you can do all the things that I just said. If you just do that, you're going you're you're gonna to be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. Well, that, I'm going to give you that as well as some of the juicier details about who you are and what you're here to do in this life. So I'm going to do that for each one of you individually. Um, in order to get that, what you need to do is go to my website, um, tutorial.com. And then I made a landing page for Gracie, which is Flash Gracie. So Satorius, S-A-T-O-R-I-O-U-S dot com, Flash Gracie. Where you can Sorry, get your com Flash Gracie. I love it. That has a nice mm-hmm. ring to it. <laughs> um, and thank you so much. It's such a generous offer. And, and I, I feel like anyone who does that will – I think it's life-changing to be able to oh. understand this. So I think you're offering a life-changing gift here for anyone who will, who will take you up in your offer. That is my goal. I want to change as many lives as possible, help people understand so they can stop being frustrated and, and bitter and dissatisfied with their life, you know. I want everyone to be able to step into the flow and the truth of who they are and, and accomplish what their soul was put on this earth to do. And everyone has that, like, nagging truth inside of themselves. They think, oh, I hope this might be true about myself, but I don't know, right? And what human design does is it lays it out there for you and says, yes, yes, that is who you are. That little hope that you have inside of you, that is the truth of who you are. And I want to give you permission to go out there and be exactly who you are. And there's nothing more powerful than that. It's true. It's true because we're all set up for it. It's like mm-hmm. I think that like when we find alignment in our lives, like it, it actually takes very little effort to like live a good life once you are in a good alignment. And if you don't have a good alignment and you're not on the right path, like it is just life is excruciatingly hard when you're not mm-hmm. looking at those things. So I, I do see this as being just a huge part of self-care. Oh, yeah. And something that I'm excited personally to, I feel like I can study, like I'm excited for my 10,000 hours or however many are ahead of me <laughs> understanding more. You don't have to put 10,000 hours. <laughs> but I might want to. I feel like it may be, like that's how I feel about the tarot, that I like would be happy to spend 10,000 plus hours in my life studying it because I think it's so fascinating. And I think human design has that same element that it's like when it becomes a joy to like study these things, that's, that's mm. when we want to give it 10,000 hours. Absolutely. No, I I feel I hear you on that. For me, like once I understood myself, I was like, okay, now I need to understand, you know, my husband, and I need to understand my parents, and I need to understand my sister, and I need to, you know, my kids. And I was like, oh my gosh, now my friends, and like just so. Then you start studying every single gate and channel and every cross, and you're like, oh, what is this one? And there's like 196 crosses. So it's like. You really can spiral out of control quite quickly if you really, if you if you get the human design bug. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for getting the buzz so you can teach us. And I'm Yay. if you're out there listening, um, take Jill up on our offer. Go to satorius. dot com slash gracie backslash gracie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then um, let me know if you if you get it. I'm super curious to hear. I would love to hear what people's types are and um, and just how it's working for you too. And Jill, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing with us and opening our our minds to to this whole new way of seeing ourselves in the world. It's really powerful. You are very welcome. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. All right, all right. Well, thanks everybody. Have a good. 
rest of your week, and I'll look forward to hearing more about your about your design and, and how you're using it. All right. Thanks, Jill. Bye-bye. Bye.